0: wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air broadcasting live from the
1: annex wealth management studios at the avenue in beautiful downtown milwaukee here's john mccure
2: glad you're with us mike spalding is also here sandy max is off today she's back on monday greg Matzik is here debbie lozick is here and adam roberts is producing the show this afternoon Madsik, you look pretty good for Hello. having golfed. Uh, what was how many holes did you golf yesterday?
3: did uh, hundred holes of golf for the Mac Fund yesterday, and went right from there to our specialty draft programming and so it was kind of a long day. But what time were you on the golf course in the morning? Uh, so we got out there about seven o'clock. That was check in, little breakfast burrito, grab a coffee, and out on the course. So you, by you golfed about for like
2: ten hours yeah. yesterday.
3: Yeah, roughly. My watch battery died, so I was trying to time it and do all the oh my all gosh. that kind of stuff. But uh, number one, it was a beautiful day. Great. Yep. I mean, that made the experience on the golf. Of course, all the more pleasurable. Number two, which really is number one, $236,000 raised for the back Fund by the 20 players who played yesterday, That's including amazing. myself, Stephen Watson, Gabe Neitzel. It was the three of us together, and uh, we did some check-ins on the program yesterday. Yeah, you probably fun. hear us playing in the background. And because of, of the total here raised, just personally, we were over $8,500. I'll be spending the next month growing my hair back. So
2: yeah. today is day two. Let's talk about that. So none of us here have ever seen you with hair. Right. You're a beautiful bald man, and now you're going to grow your you're growing your hair out for like the next thirty days at yeah, least.
3: Yeah, well, until at least Memorial Day, right? <laughs> when you break out the white pants, I might be breaking out the razor. Uh, we'll see what happens here. I, I have a feeling it's going to be kind of a horseshoe looking thing. Uh, but I was amazed just even arriving at the bog yesterday a couple people who were playing were like hey the hair thing is today day one <laughs> nice. did you shave today uh people at the bus stop where I you know drop my girls off in the morning asking me the same thing gonna do it huh have uh, you thought about what happens if you like it I don't I will not like it I, there's not a
4: chance have you thought about what happens if Emily likes it that, well that also question. makes
3: me nervous so i I don't think it's going to make <laughs> me look any younger I'll put it that way no but you know
4: um
3: are you nervous about Emily seeing it no, not at all. Is she, she is nervous? She is my loving wife who is by my side regardless of what happens.
2: <laughs> uh-huh, so no far. No matter what. Unconditional love. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> I can't wait. So, by the way, we began today taking pictures and video, and we're going to do this every single day for the next 30 days, so you can see the progress.
3: Yeah, so Adam took the first picture today. We're going to try and do the same pose and same look, same background, same lighting, and just sort of give you a good taste over the course of the next month what it looks like. If, if you're unable to see me or watch our show here as we stream it live, uh, we'll have some sort of social media picture update. We'll get creative with that.
2: I love it. So uh, thanks to everybody out there who oh, contributed, it's a by the way. Heartfelt
3: thank you. That, it really means a lot to me, all those who chose to be a part of it. I had over 90 unique supporters. That's amazing. Which is pretty good. That's, That's fantastic.
2: Amazing. Good job, Matzik. It is 414 at WTMJ. Uh, Milwaukee businesses and city officials are really diving into how to address the crime issue in our city. And the RNC in Cleveland, what can we learn from that? Mark Cass is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. He's with us live in the studio up next.
0: When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can
2: always go down. Mark Cass is the editor in chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. He joins us live in the Annex Wealth Management studio. I, I just realized what my hair is going to look like when it grows back. Second. I we are not talking downtown. <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror when you look wait at a Mark. second.
0: I think I'll have more hair than you. Uh, it's possible. I mean, I can't have less, right? You cannot have less. <laughs> I mean, just look at the—you know—so that's what I would look like if I now you guys I'd look looking at each other's hair. I prettier. I'd be a much more. Do you have a nicely shaped head, Cass. It wait, looks nice. Wait a second. I, th- I didn't think. I got. He told me I was talking about security downtown. Uh, yeah, we'll are we'll talking there. about the my... Yes, I gotta, we'll I get got got there. A switch. I got to yeah. go. Segway. <laughs> Have
2: you ever thought about shaving your head all Absolutely
0: the way off? Absolutely not. I'd look like Greg then.
2: Uh-huh. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I know your wife. I don't think she'd go for that. No,
0: Kay would not go
2: for that. She doesn't like good looking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Opposed to handsome.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. On another hey, note, hey, hey how Mark? about those bucks? Huh, Greg? <laughs> Thanks for being here with
2: us. Um, I wanted to ask you about a serious topic, and you guys wrote a a pretty extensive story on this today. Great story. Day and night, Milwaukee businesses, city officials addressing crime issue is the headline on the story. We've talked with you in the past about the issue this causes for business owners in our city. Huge issue. Is it getting worse? Are they becoming more cognizant of it? Where are we at when we talk about the business community and crime?
0: I'm not saying it's going to get worse, but it's getting higher... It is a big thing, I and mean, I hear about it from almost every everyone I talk to. We had a big CEO event probably over a month ago. Every CEO in the room was talking about their employees who are afraid to walk to their cars at night, who are afraid to get to have their cars. In garages, because of all the things that are going on. This is because as we add all these jobs, think about just what's going on in this area. When you add in kind of what's going on right here in the market, yep. when you add in what's going to go on next door with with the Kohl's store and with Pfizer and with Milwaukee Tool and with Wright Heights, you know, hundreds and hundreds of jobs are being added downtown. Well, you know, you can't not have safety. You have to have a safe environment otherwise otherwise these employees are not going to come downtown you're going to hurt the momentum what we heard over and over again and kind of what you're reading the story is that if we want to continue the momentum of what's going on downtown you have to have safety you have to have security i don't care i don't care if it's a reality or it's just a perception it's a problem and it has to be addressed
4: so mark is it buyer's remorse from ceos and people who've decided to move their business here already or Uh, is it People just unwilling to, to do it now or a bit more hesitant. To you do know, I it now. think
0: it's not remorse at all. I think they all want to, to be downtown. I think they're saying if you want others to come downtown, this has to be addressed. I mean, you guys probably ran into it when you moved down here. But we did. Yeah. You have a fear. You guys had some issues in the garage, I know, yeah. with, you know, with cars stolen. We did. So kind of what happened to the management here? They told us they, they hired guards now yeah. who walk around all the time. They're, I mean, they're very visible. You're talking about our story. We're talking about surveillance cameras. Everywhere yep. now, kind of in downtown, you don't know it, but there's a sign right on Water Street as you walk down saying, you are on camera right now, you know, which have never seen that before. You've seen more armed guards around downtown. You've just seen a higher presence because it is a concern. And the problem is, if you have these high profile events, the, the individuals who live in Hartford, who live in Menominee Falls, who live in O'Connor, who read them, are not coming to downtown then for the for for I mean for a game for a show for a concert and that hurts everybody kind of long term.
2: Yeah, Mark, and you alluded to this when we moved in here. We had people who were very very reluctant yeah. because the perception was, yep, it's downtown, it's not safe. How difficult is it for the city to
0: change the perception? I mean, this is. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. It's going to take step by step, kind of block by block. I mean, just, you have to have kind of, kind of, kind of really months of this in terms of not having incidents and having the safety aspect. I mean, you saw it with the, with what was going on earlier this week with the playoffs. You, You saw the press conference they held. They told people to, you know, to, to leave their, kind of unwanted things at home. You know what they were saying? Leave your guns at home yep. so they yep. don't get stolen. They were saying, you know, kind of, you know, let's have the ambassadors out front. I mean, I went to the game the other night. I walk in, in the game. You see these young individuals out front saying hi to you. It was great. Just having more people on the block and that energy and activity is so important. But, I mean, if we don't handle this issue, it's going to be a problem for us long-term. If we want to have redevelopment, if we want to have jobs, if we want to have, if we want to hit a million people, which is what the mayor wants, right? You're never, going to, you're never going to accomplish that yeah. unless you handle this issue.
2: Mark Cass is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. I want to switch gears. Uh, the RNC gave Cleveland a big boost. You had yeah. a great event surrounding this topic. You had lots of different names there. What's the biggest takeaway for you yeah. with how Cleveland did with their convention? You
0: know, we heard three things from them that I think are just really important. One is it's not about being blue. It's not about red. It's about green. You got to just throw all the other stuff out of the way and say, okay, how is this going to help our city? Kind of, kind of, you know, kind of where are they going to shop? Where are they going to eat? How much money are they going to spend? Where are they going to spend it? How do we welcome them here? So, you know, you got to just throw all the other stuff away and say, it's about the green. It's about the money. Number kind of really kind of the next thing was he talked about Cleveland. You know, we've all kind of over the years have made, have heard about Cleveland. I've kind of made, made a little, you know, kind of made fun of Cleveland. We've all done it. He said, he said it was a chance for them to show off. It's a chance for their kind of all their residents to have pride and to talk about it. And he said they just really encouraged it. And he said it's helped them tremendously since it because all the residents were really kind of you know, I mean, this was a cool thing to be internationally known for actually hosting this convention. And the third thing he said was economic impact. Not at the convention only, but for years to come. Think about Cleveland now. They've had an all star game. They've had an NBA All Star game. Yeah. They've had you know, hundreds and hundreds of huge events there as a result of conventions. So we shouldn't be looking at twenty twenty four as only twenty twenty four. We should be looking at twenty twenty five for the All Star game, which you and I have talked about. Yeah for twenty six for another convention, for twenty seven for more conventions. It's gonna help the city long term if it's a good experience. And that's all on us.
2: How devastating was it for the business community for the Bucks to go out in round one
0: I think I'm still crying, aren't you? I, was, I am sad. It was it was, it was a sad was thing. Stunning. I was walking home that night, and you know where I live. I was kind of walked through downtown, yeah. and I was walking kind of near all the restaurants and all the retails and the parking lots, and the guy who sells yep. hot dogs on the street. You've seen him, Superman, yep. who sells yep. hot dogs on the street. All those people are not going to be able to sell those things for eight or nine more games, for 10 more games. Think about of 21. How much? It was $3 million a game in terms of the economic impact and what that would have meant. Also, the international attention when you make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, the NBA Finals, what that means. I mean this is going to cost the city and those hundreds of thousands of dollars kind of overall for the Bucks and them kind of it's going to cost us millions of dollars. And the morale hangover. It is. I, I mean, mean come on, we're tough. all depressed this week. We're all blaming everybody else. It was else. rough. Yeah. It was a tough week. You know, I mean I blame Greg and the hair thing. I think somehow this was a curse <laughs> he have put on the on the Bucks with the hair.
2: You might have something but, there.
0: But you know, it was think about that. It's you know for you, in 21, how we all were proud, how we all were walking around with that kind of kind of glee in your thing. It was great. It was wonderful. And everybody thought that was going to occur here. You know, I, I know we've had a lot of talk about success and, and, and kind of the failure thing, to be honest. Well, I mean, to me, looking at the economic impact of this, I mean, it is a failure. It didn't help. I mean, it's not helping the city.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mark Cass is editor in chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. He will always have more hair than Greg Matzik.
0: Oh yeah, even with a full head, I'm thinking I'm going to be way ahead of him. Yeah, there. I'm I, just I, thinking. What do you think? Is it in brown? What color are we going to get? Uh, it's going to be dark brown. It won't is be it it won't be gray like You're yours. You're not a blonde.
3: I'm not a blonde. <laughs> you thinking, can already see. You can always already see the dark. Uh, the dark yeah,
2: starting to come it's in got, a little bit. Yeah.
0: You know, how long is it going to take? Is this like going to be like an overnight shave thing, or is this going to be like weeks and weeks? Yeah. I'm when gonna...
2: we, when will <laughs> we be able to really tell? You think like a week from now will we be able to start to see? Yeah, so not a, even a week from now. How about a live camera? Have you ever thought about that? Uh, Everywhere
0: well, you went, just a
3: live camera. I don't think you want to be in the circus of the Mads account. <laughs> on on uh, twenty-four hours a day. But yes, I'd say by Monday, you will you will notice some here there for by sure. Monday, all right. All right. Hold on yeah.
0: a second. I'm going to mark it on my calendar. Yeah, hold
3: you on. can do that. Give me. I'll will send, start sending you pictures every day. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's that. a
0: good We're idea. Gonna, we got a live cam here. We're going to be able to watch it. Good this point. Going to be the best part.
2: Mark Cass is the editor in chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Have a great weekend, Mark. Always good to be here, guys. Take care. On Fridays, we like to get you caught up with some things you maybe didn't hear about or didn't hear a lot of detail about, and we called the segment... In case you missed it. Let's go to Michigan. Michigan. Hello. (laughs) A seventh grader there is being praised as a hero for preventing his school bus from crashing after the bus driver lost consciousness. Here's what happens. So it's in Warren, Michigan. Hello. They're driving down the road, and the school bus driver starts weaving in his seat, his head's bobbing up and down. It looks like he falls asleep. He has a medical episode, and indeed, he loses consciousness. Dylan Reeves, I don't know how old he is. I think he's maybe 14 years old. Is sitting five seats back. He notices what's happening to the driver, and he runs to the front of the bus, gets in the driver's seat, like with the driver, basically, and slowly slows the bus down as it begins to veer into oncoming traffic. He brings the bus safely to a stop. He says, call 911. Someone call 911. We need help here. Another kid calls 911. Nobody gets injured. Everybody gets off the bus. The bus driver is going to be okay. 40-year-old woman is in stable condition. They're continuing to do tests to find out exactly what happened. Congratulations, Dylan Reeves. Dylan Reeves with some heroic activity. Nice stuff.
0: In case you missed
4: it. What do you got, Mike? We're going to go to Berlin, Germany. Oh, yeah. Fuck little nudity. <laughs> yeah <Hey. laughs> A German court said this week that a landlord who was sunbathing naked in the courtyard of his building was not a reason for his tenants to reduce their rental payments. The case involved the building in an upmarket residential district of Frankfurt, which included an office floor rented by a human resources company. The company says it withheld rent because it objected to, among several other things, they say the landlord's naked sunbathing. In response, the landlord did sue. In a statement, the court said that they couldn't see it as inadmissible, deliberately, in proper effect on the property. The court said that the spot where the landlord sunbathed could only be seen from the rented office by leaning far out the window. So basically, if any of you guys are landlords, (laughs) you could be out there naked. Just make sure the public can't see you, or else your tenants are going to be withholding that rent. I think depending on who the person is that's naked, you can
2: actually get more. Yeah. (laughs) Right, I'd right. pay extra. For, I mean, I didn't mean to say that. I mean, I didn't mean I would pay extra, but... Yes, no, I understand. You know what it, I mean? It could be a feature. You. Wow, like why are pinnacle. you so
4: red, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot the cameras are on. Yeah, though. we can see it.
2: Oh yeah. Am yeah. <laughs> hey, I blushing?
4: No word on what the, uh, the naked landlord looked like. I have an idea of what they looked like, Yeah, but there's no... We, we have mm. no
2: proof. Oh, that's probably a good thing. In case you missed it... Dums right. River, New
3: Jersey. Hello. 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 A new rule this season in the Deptford Township Little League requires spectators who seem to think they could do a better job than the volunteer umpires to actually get on the field and come out and prove it. Anyone in the stands who confronts an umpire during a game must themselves umpire three games before they're allowed back as a spectator. I love this so much. You think that call was bad? Get out here and try it yourself. I'll take a seat and get my own little popcorn. Before you can spectate again, I'm going to put you in my shoes, right? These are volunteer umpires in the Little League. And I've seen umpires and officials at the youth level, even in Wisconsin, get berated... I can only imagine how it goes in New Jersey. Oh, my. It's New Jersey. <laughs> it's uh, creative sentencing. I look at it that way. so you want to bark at an umpire in a Little League game, good. You'll have the opportunity to get out there and do it yourself. I like it. In case you missed
0: it.
4: All All Hi, right, right. Date, Dateline Toronto. Hello. 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 All right. Um, yeah, commemorative plaques are everywhere. You know, they are very useful. They inform visitors about different things. Well, Heritage Toronto values the proud history of Canada's largest city and its commemorative plaques. The creation and establishment of a commemorative plaque is, in itself, a notable event. So there is a plaque in Toronto that says this plaque was commemorated on October 10th, 2018 to commemorate its own commemoration. Plaques like this are one, <laughs> are, are, like this one, are an integral part of the campaign to support more plaques like this one. And it goes on to be very reiterative and uh, from the School of Redundancy School. So I thought that was, it just <laughs> made me giggle. So I just thought I'd bring it up. So,
1: In case you missed it. In yeah. case you missed it. All right, good
2: stuff. Uh, I wanted to bring this to you as we talk about things that maybe you missed. Unless you were up really early this morning, you may have missed the comments from Craig Council on the morning show. I love this segment. I love what they do on the morning show. They have, what's it called, Mike? What's the name of the segment with the Brewers guests every day? Brewers 360. Brewers 360. A really, really cool segment. And they have uh, Craig Council on most weeks. And Council this week brought up himself, it wasn't even a question asked by our guys, about Giannis and failure. Yesterday, Giannis made the comments that he didn't think that the season was a failure based on a question from Eric Name at The Athletic. Uh, saying very thoughtfully, I thought, that you can measure it a lot of different ways. Michael Jordan didn't win every year. It wasn't a failure. You know, he said it wasn't a failure. So here's Craig Counsel talking about the comments that Giannis made.
1: I think Giannis summed it up so, so well. And um, it, it's it's the perspective that... You need to have and you earn because of how you do your job every day. And and when you do your job like that, that's the perspective you get.
2: The manager also spoke about the reality of sports when it comes to talking about failure.
1: That's what sports is, you know, and and so, look, we're, we're... we're all chased the one thing every year. It's really hard to get, um, we, we get spoiled when we get close or we get spoiled when there's expectations or when we've done it before. Um, and, and, but the, the, the deal is is that one, one team gets to celebrate. That's it. Um, so, you know, and then we, we kind of kick ourselves and, um, blame ourselves and we fall short of it. Um, and, and that's just, that's just the reality of all this.
2: Very thoughtful comments by Craig Council. I will go back and say once again, I think the season was a failure. And I love Giannis. I love Craig Council. Failure is part of life. I've failed at things in this job. We've all failed at things. And then you use that as fuel to get better and not let it happen again. And you're not going to win the NBA title every year. There's no doubt about that. But when when you are the number one seed and you have home court advantage and everything that comes along with it, by definition, failure is when you don't meet your goal, and they failed. And sometimes it's okay to fail, and there's lessons that can be learned there, but it's a failure. You're the number one seed and the favorite to win the NBA title, and you did not get that.
4: I think it's safe to say, too, that the situation can be a failure does not necessarily mean that everything along the way was a failure. Right? I think there is some gray areas, and I think the way Giannis was thinking about it in the moment was. Did we fail personally, which I can say probably not because you had a great season, you had a great stat line, but the situation you were put in, as you mentioned, being a favorite to win the NBA title, that was a failure not to win it, but I, I think there is some gray area in there.
2: Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it, and Giannis is still our guy. We love Giannis, we love the Bucks. go Bucks!